Do you keep saying, if only I had more time? <laughs> yeah, so do I. Today's guest will educate us on getting big results in tiny time, giving us tips on how to have a great business working 20 hours or less. Uh-oh, Tim Ferriss, watch out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. Push it up! Welcome back to your weekly dose of best-selling author and tiny time business strategies. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you, infinitely more importantly, are a driven entrepreneur, a business owner, or hoping to be one very soon. But either way, you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, or just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, and business results to build the beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. Now, to keep getting this valuable information, please go on down and hit subscribe. While you're there, go ahead, drop us a five-star rating, and write a quick review. And of course, don't keep all this entrepreneurial gold to yourself. Share the podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners that you know will get value from it. Big episode today. Today, Yasmin Vorigi shares timely advice about getting big results in tiny time, as well as the four core principles of being able to do so. Plus, I'm going to let you in on next episode's guest, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, who's going to share 21 tips for aspiring entrepreneurs. As per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal marketing and business G-O-L-D spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. All right, my fellow Dark Horses, here we are today. Our guest is Yasmin Voragi, and she's the creator and the number one best-selling and award-winning author of Tiny Time, Big Results. Now, this is where she helps business owners run a profitable business, wait for it, in 20 hours a week. Now, she's the former vice president of leadership development. Uh, Yasmin specializes in business and marketing strategy and runs her thriving business from her home in rural Ireland. Ah, this is one of those things where I've seen in the pictures. I haven't been lucky enough to visit there, uh, but she's around with her, uh, her three younger children and her farmer husband. And uh, Yasmin is passionate about uh, helping people create financial independence, freedom, and flexibility. And she's been featured in the Irish Times, Irish Independent, uh, Dublin City FM, the Huffington Post, Tattler, Evoke, and Sunday Independent. And I believe there's a number of other ones that uh, aren't even listed on this uh, that I have up here. But I want to give a roaring dark house welcome to Yasmin Voragi. Yasmin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tracy. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And uh, I literally just want to step back from my microphone and want you to go ahead and tell your story, you know, how you came, where you came from, uh, the road you traveled, whether it was less traveled or very traveled like others, uh, and where it brought you to and why you love doing what you do so much. Sure. Okay. Thanks very much. Um, so the way that I kind of look at it is, um, you know, it's so easy when you look back at your life. And you can see all the different decisions that you made and you think, oh, that's brought me to this point. Um, but you can never do that um, looking forward because you just don't know. 
And that's really kind of what my story is all about. Um, I was working in corporate for 12 years um, before I was made redundant at the end of 2011. And um, at that time, my eldest was uh, 15 months old. And, um, you know, I was the main breadwinner for our family. And to lose my, you know, our income um, was, of course, a shock. Um, and because we live in rural Ireland, uh, to get a similar kind of a job would require me to go, you know, for us to move to the city. Mm, and, mm. and like that, you know, my fa- husband's a farmer, so that wasn't going to be really a go. And it wasn't what we planned, to be honest with you. Like, I didn't want to be a commuter mom. I didn't want to be working long hours and not see my kids. And we wanted more children. Um, and I'd always had a dream about having my own business. You know, from a very young age, I always had this dream. And, you know, it it's so strange to look back on it now because I think, God, I really had this idea, this vision of being flexible and and being able to build something around my family. Um, And so really when that happened, when the redundancy happened, I thought, well, this is my opportunity. And so I decided to start my business at that stage. And I described the first couple of years of being in business as um, a real um, wilderness time. You know, when you're working for someone else, it's so easy because you just go in, you do your job. Whereas when you're working in your own business and you're creating something of value that people are going to pay you for, it brings up all of this stuff within, you know, am I good enough? And I don't know enough. And, you know, I talk about it as being a wilderness because I just literally didn't know what I was doing. You know, this whole idea of, you know, what are you selling? What are you offering? Um, It was just complete um, wilderness for me, even though I'd worked in big business for 12 years. Um, and, you know, I, I've always believed in working with coaches and mentors, and I signed up to work with a coach. Um, my daughter at that time was just a few months old. And, you know, I got to the point in my business, I was really disheartened. I was like, oh, this is not working. I need help. Um, and so I started working with a coach. Um, and in our first call together, she was asking me what kind of things I'd been doing with my clients. And she kind of she said to me, she said, so you're really good at getting things done and not in a, a big amount of time. And that's really where Tiny Time Big Results was born. And it was this idea that actually you can achieve a lot and you don't need a, a huge amount of time. Um, and so now I focus all my efforts and my attention on helping my clients to be able to create a profitable business in 20 hours a week or less. Because I really do see that having tiny time is a real opportunity it's not a problem you know so for all those business owners who are sitting there thinking if only i had more time if only i had more time which is all of them yeah pretty much (laughs) you know and i've been known to say that too because i've got three kids now and there Mm. are three uh my daughter's just turned seven and my eldest is nine um you know so i've never had more time my time has only shrunk um and but it reminds me constantly of the principles that I have kind of, I suppose, discovered over the last few years of what it actually means and what it takes to have that profitable 20 hour week business. Nice. Now, so quick question for you. Um, now you were, you, you mentioned that you were having that call with your coach and they, and I'm not sure whether it was he or she, but they identified that you had this ability to help them uh, help, the, help them get things done. Is that something you n- had noticed in yourself prior to that? It wasn't really. Um, I think, you know, I think and this is so true for so many people that the things that come easily to us 
we don't really recognize it we don't really appreciate it Agreed. or we think that everyone can do it everyone has this ability and it's just not true um and it was really when she was doing this work with me that she helped me to shine a light on my skills and my gifts and then saying okay so now we can turn that into something that is of value to other people so i think that you know for a lot of business owners especially if they're you know reflecting on what they do is the things that come really easily to us are you know they're not they don't come easy to other people and that's where your kind of advantage is that's where your competitive advantage is because it comes easily to you and you can absolutely create a business around that absolutely that's why i had that's why i had to actually pause and ask that question i was lucky enough uh much like you to have a mentor oh probably about midway into my corporate career and uh they pointed out a, a little skill that i had and it was really I, I was a tech geek and you know when you're to your point when you're doing something you're like oh that's that's a piece of cake and they're like no no you don't seem to understand there are hundreds of people out there that are like, oh my God, I could never do that. So a lot mm -hmm. of people don't realize this, the innate skill they have inside themselves. And it, it takes an outside uh, person like yourself or anybody to say, wow, how do you do that so easily? No, no, yeah. that's, that's, that's really good. Okay, so I have to ask, you gotta, you gotta uh, share a little bit about tiny time, big results, you know? Tell us about that and what exactly does that mean and and why is it important to to not only just business owners, but whoever may be in any uh, maybe uh, evolving entrepreneurs out there? Mm. So Tiny Time Big Results, it is really about how you can create amazing uh, results, but without having to spend long hours. Um, and the truth of it was it kind of happened organically for me just purely because of my family situation that, you know, I have young kids and they're very demanding and you know, um, when they're at home, they're at home. And especially over the last few months, they've been at home a lot. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, they've been home a lot. lot. Um, and so it, for me, it was very much around, you know, it got to the point in my business where I was repeating this one statement all the time. And it was, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And it was a real point of stress for me. And I remember years ago, I had heard Tony Robbins at a seminar say, you know, when you ask poor quality questions, you get poor quality answers. And, you know, that came to my mind and I thought, right, okay, let's ask a better quality question. Instead of making this statement, you know, let's see if we can do it better. And so I asked the question, how can I make this work? How can I have a profitable business if I'm only working a few hours a day? And that's really what started me on the journey. And I always say that I'm not an expert or a guru, I'm like an adventurer, I'm on a journey of discovery. And so what I've discovered is what works. And um, if you focus on what I'm going to be sharing, then you are well on your way to having that great business that, you know, makes you the income and the impact that you want. And, and what I found was that there were four kind of core principles that the philosophy is built on. First of all, it's purpose. So what is the purpose of your business um, and how does it really bring together your skills and your expertise and your knowledge and your experience and, you know, in your passion, the things that you really, really enjoy. And when you, you know, money is, you know, one thing that you can be motivated by, but it can't be everything. And, you know, mm -hmm. we found mm -hmm. that, you know, people, once they make a certain amount of money, then they're like, okay, is that it? So it's got to be more to it than that. Um, so purpose is a really important uh, aspect. 
Then secondly, profit. So how are you making money in your business? And this is actually probably the chunkiest of the pillars of tiny time big results because obviously if you want to have a profitable business you need to be really focused on what creates that profit mm -hmm. when you have limited amount of time you can't exchange your time for money you have to exchange value so how can you create massive value in your business so that if you want to make more money you're just creating more value mm -hmm. you're not trying to sell more time um, then the third principle is around productivity. So making the most of every minute that you have. Um, when my kids are at school and my youngest is at preschool, it normally gives me about a three hour window. And so I have to be super focused in that time. So for me, scrolling on social media, whilst I do do it, I put my hand up, you know, I know that that is not a good use of my time. So I have to be really clear and specific as to what I'm going to work on for, you know, for this hour or a few hours uh, of time that I have. So productivity is really important. And it's not just about managing your time, but it's about managing your energy. So, you know, when are you at your most productive? Um, I know that in the mornings, I, uh, you know, that's my best time. Once it gets past seven o'clock in the evening for me, I am exhausted. You know, I'm trying to put the kids to bed and just have some downtime. So that's not necessarily my best time. And then the fourth principle is around play. So making sure that you make time for play, that you're having fun in your business, that you're looking after yourself, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, um, all of these things, when you pull them together, this is uh, kind of like the, the framework that enables you to have that really great business. Nice. So I heard purpose, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Profit, which, yeah. you know, that's probably why we started it in the first place. <laughs> uh, but behind that, uh, the next two I heard after that was productivity and play. Now, in the productivity world, is this kind of a, uh, kind of a goal setting uh, execution tactic here? In other words, to be productive. Pro productive, pardon me while I trip, my eye teeth trip <laughs> over my tongue here, uh, to be really productive, you've got to know not just what you're trying to accomplish, but what are you trying to accomplish today and tomorrow and the next day? Would that be fair? You're now listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And when I first started Tiny Time Big Results, um, it was based primarily on productivity. You know, helping people get more done and being more effective and managing their time. Mm -hmm. But what I discovered was that that's just one part of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. For me, the profit element is a bigger chunk of it because you could be the most productive person. You know, you could be the most effective, you know, at managing your time. But if your business model is faulty, if the way that you make money isn't, you know, is not sustainable and not scalable, mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter how productive you are you're still going to struggle because, you know, you're selling time um, and, you know, you're hitting a ceiling because time is finite. Uh, whereas, you know, if you take the approach that I advocate, whereas you're creating massive value and there's different ways that you can do that, then that enables you to be able to continue to grow the business without you necessarily thinking that you have to work longer hours. Right. Amen to that. And that's, that comes back behind the, the purpose and the profits, right? Because if you're focused, if you're, uh, let's say, reviewing the numbers, you're going to know what, what piece of your business is generating good profit and you can increase the value there uh, to mm -hmm. drive that even further in a more productive manner. And all of that focused on 
whatever your ultimate purpose is, whether that's to your point, it could be monetary until you hit that, that ceiling of, oh, okay, I, I have enough money. But there's a really, a, I think, an even further purpose back behind there. It may be, it may be your legacy or it may be some other altruistic goal you're trying to achieve after you earn the money. And then the play piece of it, I, I don't think we ever want to skip over that. So many times I see business people um, in the beginning or whenever whenever they're doing well or not so well, uh, not paying enough attention to themselves and then their business suffers as a result and it ends up being this vicious downward spiral. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that that's so important, especially for, you know, I kind of think, in the way that you know my business you know takes so much time but i have a already a job that requires me to be on all the time and that's parenting um and so for me to you know i could easily um spread myself too thin and completely exhaust myself which you know absolutely i've been there um and so that made me even more conscious of how i was doing the business because i you know my kids need me um you know even as they get older you know they still need me um, and so it's really important, I think, for any business owner, whether they have family or not, whether they want to just have a really great quality of lifestyle, maybe they want to go traveling more, maybe they want to, you know, adjust a different kind of a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I think what's really important is that you create a vision of success that is right for you. So whatever that means, like for some people, I talk about making great money in your tiny, tiny business, but like a version of great money, well, one people's versions of that will be different. For some people, it will be 50K. Other people, it might be 500K. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. It's how it feels to you, what makes you feel abundant, what makes you feel like, wow, this is amazing. I get to do what I love and I am making great money. Um, and so I think that's really important. Um, and the profit piece is crucial. You know, so I get a lot of people, you know, contact me and saying, can you help me, me, me be more productive? And, you know, and I would say, yeah, I know that that's a kind of like an almost a secondary thing. It's like, let me look at your business model first mm -hmm. and, and make sure that you're set up for success. And then you can be really productive. And that's no problem at all. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. When you're looking at the business model, productivity might take a different viewpoint or you might suggest even, you know, an alternate model because if, if their model, to your point earlier, is all about uh, trading time for money, well, now you're going to say, hey, we need to change this model for you to be really productive over the long term, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. 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 Like I've, I've worked with lots of different clients from different industries um, you know, uh, where we've looked at the business model where, you know, I had one client who was um, creating amazing um, handmade lingerie. She was charging practically nothing for it. Um, and, you know, for me, it was like, OK, how can we create that and turn that into a premium product? Mm -hmm. She now charges 15 times what she was charging, but it's a different product, but it's a premium product. Um, and her business has changed so much as a result of that. You know, for somebody else, it might be that if they're selling their services, um, it's about creating that and turning that into a package. You know, I often use the example of, you know, an accountant, you know, so many business owners, of course, every business owner is going to be familiar with their, you know, doing their tax returns. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so many, you know, my, my colleagues would say like, oh, I only ever talk to my accountant once a year when it comes to doing the, uh, you know, the taxes and the returns. And, you know, so I always think, God, the accountants are really missing a trick here because if you were to create a really valuable package where perhaps you have 
you know, a quarterly call with your client um, and, you know, you're helping them to make really good financial decisions. They're mm -hmm. not just seeing you as someone who does the tax return, but they're seeing you as a valued, trusted partner. They're going to be willing to pay for that because they see that the value is there. So it's not that you're selling a huge amount of your time but you're adding a lot of value. Like you could spend 15 minutes with your client and give them really great ideas about how they can, you know, grow their business or what their numbers tell them. Mm -hmm. And that's adding value. Yeah. And it's thinking about it in a different way. No, amen. No, I, I totally agree with you on that. So I, I want to loop back real quick to your, your lingerie example that you, uh, mm -hmm. you brought up. So being able to go from what she, it was a she, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The go from what she was charging, which was almost nothing, to fifteen times was the use, was that a mind shift, uh, mindset shift with her, or was it just you know, hey, I didn't realize I could do that. It was a combination. Um, I think it was first of all understanding why we undercharge in the first place. Mm -hmm. you, know, it's, you know, I'm not good enough like that. You know, this is so easy for me. I can do this. Um, and so, first of all, you know, if you're in that position of you're thinking, I don't charge enough, um, is realizing or kind of creating awareness around why you're not charging what you should be charging. And then what I would say is she didn't go from charging X amount to Y amount overnight. It well, was an incremental development mm -hmm. uh, because pricing is very much an internal job, I suppose. You know, if you have that internal alignment with your pricing, then you can sell that product or your service or your package all day long. You know, you got this is amazing value. You're going to get this and whatever, you know, it might be. When you fully back your own pricing, then it's easy to sell it. So I couldn't say to her, you know, okay, you're charging this much. Now you're going to charge 15 times because that just physically would have been way too big of a leap. Or you say, okay, charge a little bit more. And then, you know, say, for example, you're charging 500 for your service. I'll just use a rough example. Mm -hmm. And then you say, okay, maybe charge 750 for, you know, do six clients at 500. And then you say, right, okay, I'm going to then push it up to 750. Or you, you know, go stick with the 500 for six months. And then I'm going to put my price up until you hit the point where you think, yeah, this is a fair price for what I'm actually offering. So that incremental shift is much easier to um, integrate in your own body, in your own energy. Mm -hmm. um, than going, okay, I'm going to charge 500 and I'm going to go straight to 5,000 because that's just too big of a jump for most people. No, I agreed. I know back in the, back in my um, early entrepreneur days when I was doing uh, a lot of, I'll call it life coaching. And mm -hmm. um, I started off and I did, I, I did just like you were saying, I started off, Hey, it's going to be this price. And you know, it was like $97. And then the next person, it was 197. And the next person, it was mm -hmm. 297. It was those, those stair steps until I got to that point where, okay, I know I'm adding this level of value. If I jump the price up again, I'm st I don't think I'm really covering that until I grew my skill set. And then had a, a client that was now going to be using that new set of skills. It's like, okay, well, now we're talking 497. You know, so you got to, uh, it's that uh, self belief, that self confidence, as well as the value you're adding at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It has to be incremental, I think, for most people. Like some people might just go, yeah, I'm just going to go and uh, make a big jump and I, you know, I'm worth it and all of that. Sure. But I think for most people, it's going to be incremental. 
No, absolutely. And it'd be easier to, it'd be far more sustainable over time if they, mm-hmm. if they go that route, that, that, that big jump could be a, uh, it could risk a, uh, a mental drowning, you might say. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it could be actually detrimental. They might suddenly have a panic attack and go, Oh God, I'm not worth this. And this is, you know, and it then causes a bit of a, a thought storming going on. Sure. Absolutely. Okay, so um, tell everybody where they can learn more about Yasmin Vorji, and uh, I understand you also have a the Tiny Time Toolkit you want to share with us. Yeah, absolutely. So feel free to go ahead to uh, yasminvorji.com, um, and that's my website, and, and you get access to a ton of goodies, including my podcast, my blog. Um, I also published my book uh, in 2018, which is called Tiny Time, Big Results, which you can get on Amazon. Um, and the Tiny Time Toolkit is uh, a collection of uh, resources that I've pulled together that really will be such a great place for people to start if they want to learn more about how to have that profitable 20-hour week business. And whether you've been in business for six months, six years or longer, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, if you want to have that great business um, and you want to really profit and thrive without working long hours, then this toolkit is a great little guide. Um, I've included in there my top 20 tools because uh, tools and technology make life so much easier. Um, I also share with you a great resource on how to market your business, um, even if you only have a tiny pocket of time. Um, you know, if you've only got five, 10 minutes, you can still market your business and I show you how. And then one of the you know big things that we've been talking about today, Tracy, around really creating value and not selling your time. I call this leverage mastery. Um, and in the toolkit, I've included a guide around how you can create leverage um, in your business um, by really um, thinking about what it is that you do and how you can turn that into multiple streams of income, uh, which is going to be at the heart of your tiny time business. So you can get all of that when you go to yasminboraji.com forward slash tiny time toolkit. Nice. And we'll be sure, like I mentioned uh, to you earlier, we'll get uh, a, a link in the show notes for that, for your website, as well as that uh, that toolkit directly, and okay. as well as the, the book on Amazon and your podcast. So yeah, folks can absolutely. just uh, go right to the show notes and click right there because, you know, we don't want anybody to be driving down the road and start typing on their phones <laughs> now, do we, right? <laughs> no, no, not at all. No. And of course, you know, you can find me on Facebook. Tiny Time Big Results with Yasmin Boraji. I'm on also uh, on Instagram, uh, Yas Boraji. So please All right. check. Beautiful. All right. So parting thoughts. Give me, give our dark horse entrepreneur listeners one of your top tips. I think my biggest tip would be really to think about instead of giving yourself too much to do, think about that core transformation that you offer to your clients. Think about the thing that you really want to be known for and for you to really build amazing momentum in your business. Focus on that. Bring everything to that. Get, let that be your uh, main thing that you sell. Because when I talk about leverage mastery and I, you know, I talk about multiple streams of income, I'm not asking you to create a ton of different products. I'm asking you to focus on that core transformation and then turn that into multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. That's where the leverage comes in. That's where you can scale much more effectively. That's how you can have a really great business working 20 hours a week or less. Nice. And when you get that mastered, well, then you can go on to the next thing uh, and avoid that whole, I'll call it the bright, shiny object syndrome that we all, <laughs> we all seem to be got caught up into, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the, one of the biggest challenges 
is that as business owners, we're like, oh, I could do that and I could do that and I could do that. And I think it's so important that, you know, you stick to your own lane and you say, right, okay, this is what I help my clients to do. I'm just going to focus on that. It doesn't mean to say that you have to do this forever, but just to really build strong, solid momentum. You know, oftentimes people look at people like uh, Tony Robbins or Gary Vaynerchuk and they go, well, they're doing very general success principles. I said, yeah, but that's not where they started from. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony Robbins was teaching phobias and curing phobias. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk was do, you know, working in his family's wine business. Um, I said, so we don't start there. You've got to think about where you're starting and to really build massive uh, momentum and presence and, you know, think about it as a positioning tool because then you get known for it. And that's how you can then pivot later on. So just focus on what it is that you're doing right now and just focus on that. That way you'll stop yourself from getting distracted by shiny objects. Amen. You know, and with that, I'm just going to leave it right there because that was perfect. Focus on that, that one transformation that you can offer your client and get super zeroed in on that. Then get that rocking and rolling and then we can go from there. Yes. All righty. Well, I, I want to be mindful of your time, and I know you've got uh, some chillins out there that probably want to hang with mom mm-hmm. as you're approaching, I'm going to imagine, supper time right about now, yes? Uh, nearly, nearly. Yeah. They're still playing. <laughs> okay, right on. Well, I want to thank you so much, Esmin, for uh, coming and hanging out with us for a bit. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me, Tracy. Absolutely. I probably want to reach back out to you in a few months and see what new and exciting things you got going on. Would you be up for that? Oh, absolutely. I'm launching a new program soon, so I'll definitely be able to- Oh, see, there it is. I'm definitely going to have to keep up with you now so I can follow up with what you got going on and we can uh, share with the listeners later on. Thank you again so much, Esmond. All right. Thanks so much, Tracy. All right. Have a good one. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Yasmin Voragy dropping tiny time bombs on us today. Here's thoughts I walked away with. Thought number one. Yasmin went from being made redundant in the corporate environment to the wilderness of starting her own business. Now she, like so many of us, had always had that dream of having her own business, you know, building the flexibility of having something built around the values, in which case uh, for Yasmin, that was her family. She ventured forth into what she described as the wilderness of entrepreneurship, an analogy she used because she didn't know what she was going to be doing, except for the fact she knew she was going to be creating something of value to bring to the marketplace. Now, let us remember that she had worked in big business for over 12 years. So she wasn't short in the tooth on business knowledge or experience, but solopreneurship kind of brought this to a whole new level. What was her solution? It was a coach. Remember the tip I had left in a previous episode, right? Oh, in case you don't remember, it was learn from those that have gone before you. See, key to success, some say, is failing faster, right? Getting through all those failures to that one or that great first success. But can you venture on and fail faster on your own? Well, yeah, of course you can. But why not fail faster and fail wiser with the help of someone who's been where you've been, right? Who's already gone through those failures and can help you navigate that path quicker, thus helping you fail faster and fail far less times in order to reach that first great success. Thought number two, do you recognize what you do with ease? This is a message I've mentioned in previous episodes, but it bears repeating, as Yasmin pointed out, it was her coach. 
in this case, who had shined the light on her ability to get things done effectively and efficiently in tiny bits of time. Now, would she have landed on this value-added ability that she ventured all, uh, as she ventured along her entrepreneurial path? You know, she might have, perhaps. I, I don't know. And Yasmin probably won't know at this point either. But it was by listening to someone else's input that she was able to land where she landed on a skill that she had that she could use to positively impact the results of her clients and business owners overall. See, I... What we all need to do is to find that one skill that we have that we probably take for granted and turn it into a value-added product and take it to the marketplace. Thought number three. Well, I'm just going to kind of help us all remember the four core principles about turning time, uh, tiny time into big results. And they were purpose, profits, productivity, and play. Now, purpose. What is the purpose of your business? And how do your skills and knowledge and experience play an integral part of it, right? And inside of that, your passion. Make sure you bring your passion to your purpose. And let's not forget the gem that she dropped for us all to remember is the great vision of success that is right for you. What is that great vision of success that is right for you? Remember she mentioned for some people, maybe it's 50K a year. You know, someone else, it needs to be 150K a year. For someone is, I just need to bring in some money so I can help uh, fulfill this goal I have for this charity. Whatever it is, it may be you know, whatever your goal is, what is your vision of success right once you have that set now you can start walking that path uh, and then profits right how are you making money in your business right uh, don't keep exchanging time for money there's a ceiling on that right we only have 24 hours a day and we all have that same ceiling right start shifting to exchanging value for money ask yourself is your business model scalable. If you're exchanging time for money, the answer is going to be no. If you start exchanging the value you can bring for money, now it becomes more scalable, right? Is there a version of your output that you could uh, that you could enhance to become a premium product? Remember the uh, the handmade lingerie example that Yasmin spoke to, right? Perhaps uh, you could create a, a, a an upscaled version. Now you can start charging more for that. Or perhaps you're already giving away the farm with your current pricing and you need to start stair-stepping up your price on your product as it already is. All right. So uh, think through those uh, that profit factor. Uh, next is productivity. Right. We need to make the most out of every minute we have. Now, on top of managing our time, we also need to manage, that's right, our energy, right? Working on your business or all the tasks involved in that when you're at your peak energy time. So you need to ask yourself, am I a morning person? Am I an afternoon or an evening or a late night person, right? Answer that question and start adjusting your calendar accordingly. And then there's play. Right. We always need to make time for play, time for mental and physical health. Right. Um, you you want to have fun in your business, but you need to have fun outside your business. I, I think I'm, I've mentioned this before in a previous episode that, uh, you know, you could look at the eight spokes of your wheel of life. Uh, they would be business, spirituality, financial, uh, personal growth, health. Uh, fun and relationship, right? So now if you took each spoke and the length of that spoke was guided, say, from one to ten, and you said, all right, 
I'm going to guide my business as, oh, my business is a six, right? Uh, I'm a graded, a guide grade, either way. And then what, how do you feel spiritually? And, it, and I say this in any way you believe. Uh, are you spiritually connected to, you know, Mother Earth or to God or to Allah or to whoever you believe in, whatever spiritual connection you have? How's that? Oh, I'm an eight there. Financial. Oh, shoot. I'm a, I'm a four there, right? My personal growth. Oh, man, I'm a nine. I'm always working on that. My, my health, my fun, my relationships. Now, Take all those scores, those 1 to 10 scores, and put a wheel around that, and that's your spoke of life. How well is that wheel going to roll, right? If you've got a lot of things that are, you know, 7s, 8s, and 9s, and you've got two things that are 2s and 3s, uh, you've got a real flat spot in your wheel of life, and you need to enhance those. You need to dial those up so that your wheel of life rolls more smoothly, all right? Uh, and thought number four that wonderful sham she gave us at the end, focus on the transformation that you bring to your client, your client, right? What is that one core transformation that you bring to your client? Turn that into multiple streams of income. Stop giving yourself hundreds of things to do today that usually are a result of that shiny object syndrome. Ooh, I know what I'm gonna do. I can go down. Stop going down the rabbit hole of, ooh, I could go do that. Focus on that core transformation that you can bring to your client, dial that in, and then turn that into multiple streams of income. And once you get that, it's all set up and rocking and rolling. Okay, then go have some fun with some, uh, some shiny objects. What thoughts caught your ear? Whatever they were, right? Take some time today and put them into action. Go out there, run your race, get your results, and let me hear about them. Email me at tracy at darkhorseschooling.com and share the things that caught your ear. Tell me how you put them in the action and let me know results that you got from them. We'll be building a prize pool from past guests. And if you email me and I read on the show, you win. Now, our next episode's guest is going to be your humble host. Yep, that's me. I'm going to be sharing 21 tips for aspiring entrepreneurs, right? I'm going to give you a great tip right now. Oh, I think I already gave you this great tip. That tip is learn from those that have gone before you. Something I hope we can all do from the stories that you hear uh, from our past guests, these great entrepreneurial guests we've been bringing on every show and perhaps even a, a story I share with you every now and then. And... With that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. How do you know this? Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman. 